0: i my grass Welcome, welcome to the old man's podcast. The podcast it's for everybody, not just old men. On this episode, episode 11, we're going to finish up our conversation with the Gen X that was started on the previous episode and frankly just ran too long. We're going to get that wrapped up today. I think you're going to enjoy the conversation. It's very interesting with a very interesting person. After that, I do have one quick story I want to tell you. It's about something that I saw the kids do and it really looks, uh, looks fun. not fun, but looks practical. It looked like a smart idea. So, being young at heart, being, well, thinking that I'm a kid, I decided I was going to try this trick myself. Well, it did not work. It went bad. It went horribly bad. And I'm going to tell you the story, which is basically me trying to be a kid. So, all that on episode 11 of the Old Man's Podcast. Please stay tuned. I'm sure you're going to love it. Ladies and gentlemen, please remember that I'm hoping to make the next episode of the Old Man's Podcast a listener stories episode where you can send in via email to me stories or your favorite memories, insights you have, and for the young people, questions or comments about the 80s in particular. But we can go either side of that, we can talk 70s or 90s if that's your sweet spot, that's no problem. To date, I'm not getting enough uh, information to make a decent podcast episode on a, our sweet memories of our younger days. I think you guys must be shy. I've had way over 300 downloads of the various episodes of the podcast, but so I've got listeners. I just don't have um, listeners that want to tell stories. You guys are being shy, and I want to encourage you to please send me some stories. Now, if you're worried about having it, it's gonna take all the time in the world. I have to go type up this note and it's gonna take all my time. Don't, don't even do that. Just send me a couple of sentences. Uh, something to give me a topic that I can uh, drone on about for a while, hopefully interesting. Something that you would be interested in. Like you uh, youngsters, maybe you wanna ask, um, just for an example, How did you guys stand watching Star Wars before CGI was developed? That's a great question. The Star Wars of the 70s and 80s were different than the Star Wars of the recent times, where CGI was part of the development of that, part of the the production of the films. Much better, but I do have stories that I can tell about the old school, how they made the first few Star Wars before they had that kind of technology. If that's something the kids might want to do uh, older people you know you can send me your um, my favorite TV show of the 80s was bosom buddies boom I got something to go with I can run with that for a while so please just take a couple of minutes if you can hit me on my Instagram or hit me on Twitter that's probably easier of course easiest thing is an email give me some ideas Stories are fantastic, but if you don't want to take the time for that, just give me some ideas that it'll get me going. That's the old man's email at yahoo.com. All one word, no apostrophe. the old man's email at yahoo.com. Need your help here guys. This could be a really good episode. Listeners stories. Hi, right, everybody. Welcome to the Old Man's Podcast. Got a big treat for everyone in this episode. We're moving up the ladder, so to speak. We've uh, talked to a Generation Z, we've talked to two millennials, and now we're going to have a conversation with a Gen X. It's someone I've known for a very long time. He's an educator. I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about himself Craig Dickinson. How's it going? I'm I'm doing good. Tell uh, tell all the listeners a little bit of background about yourself.
1: Sure. Um, I am 47 years old, uh, married, been married for about 20 years now. Uh, As you said, I am an educator. I'm a high school teacher. Uh, I have three kids. Uh, My oldest is 18. She's a freshman at Mizzou. Um, My son, our middle child, is 17. He's a senior in high school. And then our uh, youngest is in uh, eighth grade, thirteen, and eighth grade, uh, in middle school still.
0: Okay, so you are rock solid Gen X, and you yeah, have yeah, right, right in the middle. You are, you are right there, and you've seen some significant things, even as a young person, but more as an adult, which we're going to talk about as the day goes on. And you have three kids that qualify as Gen Z. What are you thinking yeah. about Gen Z? Um, what, how do you make how do you make it a life these youngsters are having
1: um well and obviously being a teacher and I coach as well too so yeah so I interact with with generation gen Z uh quite a bit um yeah you know it's it's definitely i see a lot of stark differences in, in kids today and my my own kids and um you know how they're how how they're raised and and how they spend their time versus you know, when I was a kid and things I did and how I spent my time for sure.
0: Yeah. And I know the family, I know your dad, your mom and dad Mm -hmm. and your uncles and you were raised probably like most kids your age were raised, wouldn't you say? Like,
1: yeah, I mean, you know, I guess to give background to the audience, you know, um, yeah, I mean, middle class, like you said, my my mom was a teacher. My dad was an architect. So I had, you know, two parents family I uh, had an older brother um, you know suburbs you know that that kind of uh, lifestyle and stuff but um, yeah but you know dad growing up my dad worked a lot um, and you know my mom being a teacher you know she was at home with us during the summers and and her schedule was a little more in line with ours so like you know one of the things about generation x you know sometimes they call them the the latch key uh, generation and stuff but you know, for me, it was like my mom was usually home right around the same time that we would get home, you know, from school and stuff like that, too. So um, but, you know, you know, when I was talking about like the difference with my kids um, and, and kids this age, right, like like I was talking to some buddies the other day and we were just talking about the differences between when we were kids versus, you know, our kids. And we would talk about things like how you know, on a a Saturday or something, you know, if you didn't have soccer practice or baseball practice or something, you know, you would say, you know, Hey mom, dad, I'm I'm going out. See you. I'm going to Scott's house or something like that. What time are we eating dinner? And they would give you a time we're eating dinner at five 30 and you would go and you would leave. And of course you'd go to your friend's house, but you'd go to about 10 other places and you play games outside all day and and sweat and uh, you know, come home for dinner. Then you would go back out again. Uh, And then you came home, you know, when the streetlights came on, right. And like, um, you know, our kids don't, and part of it's the technology, I think, you know, like, like our kids interact so much with technology more than they do uh, with other kids and stuff. And so, um, you know, I I think this generation has a lot more of the the helicopter parenting, too. Um, You know, parents are, are less likely to to let their kids just kind of roam free and ride their bikes throughout the subdivision and, and come home six hours later. And, and, and now, you know, this generation too, they all have smartphones too. So it's like, not only are you keeping a close eye on them, but like if they do go out, like, you know, you're texting them every hour, where are you, what's going on? I was like, my parents had no, idea, no idea where I was, you know, for six hours, eight hours at a time sometimes. And, and then it was perfectly fine and perfectly normal.
0: It, it, it really was, and it, boy, it has changed. I'm going to come back to a whole lot of that. Uh, sure. I know you. I know you've been listening to the podcast since the beginning. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: yeah, absolutely. I, I just actually I just listened to your newest episode earlier today. So mm. yeah,
0: I kind of went off on, uh, I kind of went off on telephone communication a little bit. I was yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, which which I thought was was pretty funny because one one of the things that I was as you were talking about telephones, right? Like one of the things I was thinking about, like that's the other thing. It's like my kids. Like my son uh, went to a, he had a, a date to a dance last year and my wife said, Hey, you're going to need, um, you're going to need flowers. So why don't you call the flower shop and order them? And he just looked panicked. Like, what, like what, well, what, what, do I, what do I say? You know, like, you know, like, like, cause usually you <laughs> couldn't just text the flower shop what he, what he needed. Right. So like just for, for this generation, just to have a, a conversation on the phone, even sometimes is really uh uncomfortable for
0: him. oh man i we had a we had a phone number when i was a kid time and temperature and you would literally sure. <laughs>
1: pick, yeah 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 yeah
0: go up to the yeah. wall take the phone off the hook and call this number to find out what time it was and what the temperature was that's crazy yeah.
1: i i think honestly i think that still works i think there's i think so we, i was having this conversation a few weeks ago and someone told me it still works like you can still call time and temperature i'm like who who is calling diamond <laughs> temperature these days? I, <laughs> probably, yeah, probably my uncle. My uncle Lemoyne. He might he might still be using that, but yeah, like I can't imagine too many people using that.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> that, that is hilarious. Sure. Um So so anyway, I went off. I hope I wasn't too harsh. Um, everybody, I don't want to make everybody mad, you know. But I gotta, no, I, gotta no. I gotta tell the truth, at least how sure. I see it. Sure. Okay, so you use the phrase helicopter parent and I've I've been mm-hmm. talking to um other people on this topic of how we raise kids how kids are being raised right now versus mm-hmm. what you just talked about, how Dwight and Carol raised you. Right. Snowplow parent. That's the term that keeps coming up. Like it's not even helicopter parents anymore. They're not all over it. They're out in front taking care of problems. Do you see that as a teacher?
1: Yeah. And A a lot. Yeah. So, so they're, they're trying to, to just control every aspect and stuff. And, and like sometimes, especially like when in the world of sports too, it's like, they're kind of, uh, living vicariously through their kids. Now I, you know, I coach wrestling, um, which is great because, you know, like the starting lineup decides itself, right? Mm -hmm. Like the kids compete for those positions. There's no, uh, question as to who the better, uh, person is that starts at the weight class they compete and whoever wins they're the starter right but like um conver- especially conversations i have with other coaches and so, you know the the my kid should be the starting whatever shortstop or the starting quarterback or the starting you know whatever and stuff like everyone's uh, everyone's kids an all-star and isn't getting enough playing time and, and you know and stuff like that and then but but the problem becomes it's not usually the kids are okay with it. Right. Like, like most of the time, like it's the the kids are like, no, I get it. I get why I'm second string or I get why uh, I'm this position and stuff, but like it's the parents that are all upset about it and stuff. So, and, and then, you know, obviously you got to teach kids to advocate for themselves, you know? So if you are upset about something, you should be able to have a conversation with your coach about playing time or what can I do to get more playing time or what can I do to improve, you know, those kinds of things. So, um, but again, you know, you see those. Yeah, I like that term snowplow. You see those kinds of parents mm-hmm. um, kind of just taking charge of everything. And like I said, oftentimes it's the parents are the kids not even upset about it. Lots of times, you know, it'd be one thing if the kid was upset, went to the parents said, hey, I'm upset about this. But that's not even usually the case. Right. The,
0: the kid's the last person to find out the parent complains. And they get a little embarrassed sometimes when they find yes. out. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. And, and, and that's just it, too. Like, you know, you know, like if I was gonna have a conversation with a parent about a kid, I would want the kid to be part of the conversation. So, you know, so we're all still on the same page. And sometimes parents would be like, you know, don't tell such and such that that, you know, I told you this right. but or that well it's like, well, maybe they should know. Maybe they should be aware of this conversation.
0: Honestly, I don't even see it as a maybe. If you're if we're gonna talk about the kid as you just sure. as you just put it he needs to advocate for himself this is the part of the life lessons that you're part of this discussion this young man or young woman is part of the discussion and you need to be present when we're talking about him. so
1: well right and especially like i said you know you think high school kids right and you're like okay yeah they're kids sure but guess what in a year or two years whatever they're going to be at college and their college were you, you going to go tell their college coach like what they're, you know what <laughs> what, what position they should be playing right like that's a whole different world, you know? So it's like, you you better teach them those skills early so they can take them to the next level.
0: And that's what we feel like athletics and activities do teach kids the lessons Mm -hmm. that they need for life. So sure. Sure. Hey, so I had, um, my, my Gen Z interview was a kid named Tony Gambino and and Uh I brought this up. He, 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 um, and you've already talked a little bit about this he alluded to yeah we don't like going outside much especially compared to other people and yeah yeah i
1: I I, when i listened to that i thought i was thinking of my son adam but yeah go go ahead
0: exactly so somebody's always yelling at me go outside and play now i go outside and i get yelled at because i'm outside (laughs) in a pandemic (laughs) right
1: right right it's crazy yeah we we yeah the the joke at our house like when we went into lockdown um you know in march and stuff you know we're like adam's been preparing for this for like <laughs> a, for years now at this point right like that was no It was was real easy for him to put on his headset, talk to his buddies and and play video games on his uh, on his computer and stuff. So Uh,
0: um, I can imagine a pep talk. Listen, you've prepared your entire life for this moment. Well,
1: well, and then the, the, the other funny part about that is, too, is like I know there's kids. There's some kids that are high school that are professional video game players like like they make money from playing video games. So like, so how are you going to convince a kid that this is a waste of your time when, when kids are out like making careers and there's, you know, and there's uh college majors now and stuff with gaming. And, and I know like at your school, right. Isn't is like, right. isn't there like sports gaming? Yeah. I mean, all that yeah. stuff's crazy. So, so it's kind of hard to convince them that it's a total waste of time when, you know, you, you don't convince a kid who's playing baseball that he couldn't make it to the MLB, you know? So it's kind of the same thing.
0: Well, you know that it, that's a good point. It's probably more likely that a kid's right. going to make money playing video games than he'll ever make playing baseball or football or whatever that might be.
1: Sure, sure. And and you know the the the, the battle I you know and I always tell my kids is you know I'm like listen I go I uh, video games are great playing on your phone I get but it's like you just you, moderation you know it's like you the, the time slips by so fast when you're doing those things where. You know, like all of a sudden it's three hours and four hours and five hours, you know, like if if I didn't every once in a while say, hey, let's, you know, let's get outside. Let's go do something, you know, like if I didn't, if I didn't come up with something, they would just keep going and going and going.
0: Snap out of it, kid. Yeah, I (laughs) definitely get that. Yeah. My my wife's the same way. I got to yell down at her sometimes. She's down here in the basement playing Call of Duty like five (laughs) hours later. (laughs)
1: Well, you you know, it's, it's funny around, you know, and, 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 you know, my wife, you know, Kelly, right? So Uh like, we, 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 we try to have like good family time together, right? So, you know, we have dinner together, right? Like, I know a lot of families don't even have like, you know, sit down dinners anymore, right? Like, that was something that we that I grew up with, too. And she did, too. So, you know, so that's important. So we have family dinners together. And uh, maybe like, hey, let's have a, a game night. We'll, we'll play some games together and stuff for a while. But you know, but then by, you know, seven o'clock at night, you know, I, I go to the TV, right? Like I'm, I'm Gen X. So I love, I still, right. I still actually watch TV. So I go to the TV and usually find like sports. So, you know, find a Cardinals game or blues game or something. Uh, Kelly doesn't watch TV. She reads. So she, her device is the Kindle. So she gets out the Kindle and she's reading books on the Kindle at Adam's downstairs doing his. Uh, you know playing his, his computer that's set up downstairs uh, Maddie is on her phone talking to friends and playing Minecraft or something and Abby's in her room uh, on her laptop watching Netflix and doing schoolwork on her laptop right so it's like everyone's got their own device and their own little area of the house and stuff where they go where like when I grew up you had the TV and even though we, even though like you know when I was a kid too it was the same thing it was like stop watching so much tv and you shouldn't watch so much tv but the tv at least was a centerpiece where it was like a shared experience where everyone would sit down you would watch certain shows together you would laugh together you would interact like this is very everything's very individualized now everyone goes off in their own little corner of their house and, and gets into their device for further entertainment and stuff so it's kind of weird
0: Let's take a quick intermission, and then we'll return for our conversation with a Gen X. Maybe you're a loyal listener, or perhaps this is your first time listening to the old man's podcast. Either way... How about doing the world a favor and keeping one less grumpy old man in the world? How can you do that? Well, by simply making a happy old man out of me. You can do that by helping out with this podcast. Please pass this on to everybody you know. If you're listening on an app, please go back, subscribe to the podcast, and do a quick review or rating of the podcast. The Old Man's Podcast. Not just for old men, it's for everyone. Before we pick back up with our conversation with a Gen X, I'd like to remind everybody that our next episode, episode 12, will be a listeners' stories episode. I've been asking everyone to send in a story or comments, maybe some memories about the pandemic-free, glorious days of the 80s. Gotten a few stories, but I sure would like a whole lot more. So if you haven't yet participated, please take the time as soon as possible to send me an email. Give me some stories, give me something to work with. Tell me what you loved about the 80s. If you weren't there, ask questions, or tell us we're stupid and give me some reasons why. That's good conversation too. Please send those stories or insights, questions, comments, whatever you might have about the 80s to my email. That is, of course, the oldman's email at yahoo.com. It's one word, there is no apostrophe before the S. It's just straight up the old man's email at yahoo.com. And now let's get back to our conversation with the Gen X. Do you, do you feel like again speaking for an entire generation, which is hard to do? Do you feel like your generation is worried about anything in particular, or what would you most be worried about?
1: I, I mean, again, like you said, it's hard because I don't know if I'm speaking for an entire generation or if I'm speaking more for myself, right? But um, I'm kind, I kind of consider myself a little bit of an environmentalist, right? So um, I, I, I definitely concerned about uh, climate change and things like that right like when I was a kid climate change was one of those things that kind of seemed like it was so far off and wasn't going to really impact you know my lifetime or my kids lifetimes and now all of a sudden the science is rolling in that hey we're kind of at critical stages here and need, need to be making some some big adjustments so things like that definitely worry me not so much for myself, but as far as just being concerned about my kids and, and future generations, um, I think financially, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm 47, like I said, but, um, you know, so you start thinking about retirement a lot more around my age, right? So, um, you know, not having debt and being financially right. stable and stuff like that. I think that's obviously... Uh, probably on a lot of uh, Gen Xers minds, you know, because I think, but, you know, I don't know if that's because they're Gen X or because like I said, they're in their forties and fifties and now and stuff. And so you start thinking about those things a lot more.
0: Well, them guys from AARP won't get your letter to you for three more years. <laughs> your, your
1: your your uh, first your first episode cracked me up as you were going through the different times in a person's life, and yeah, mm-hmm. then then fifty, the AARP card shows. up. Oh my I god! Like, uh, I was like, uh, and a buddy a buddy of mine just turned fifty two, and and that was like the first thing he said as soon as he got that AARP card in the mail. He's like, ugh.
0: <laughs> like I don't need to know this. Like, I, I, I I already know it. You don't have to rub my nose in it, you know? <laughs> Thank you very much.
1: Well, like, you're 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 in your early sixties, yeah, right? Yes, sixty-one. So, like, like which w- was there was there one of those decade birthdays for you that was harder than others, right? Like your thirty ah. or forty or fifty or sixty. Was there was there one that was like more difficult for you?
0: I think that's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. And I would I welcome the opportunity to address that. 60 for me was the hard one. Really? Um, yeah. So, you know, you turn turn 30 and you're thinking, eh, what if my if I'm halfway through my life? I can make it to 60. I got a lot more to go, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, right. You get right. to 40 and you're going, eh, you know, people live to 80. I mean, I got just sure. as much on one side as I do the other. I I, I got this. This is good. Uh, you get to fifty, and yeah i 'm not going to be a hundred years old okay that 's just right. not going to happen, so most of my life is behind me, but it still doesn 't hit you and I think that kind of depends where you 're at like so i got I turned sixty at the same time all of my kids had left the house, so I, we had an empty nest and um, on top of that on top of that, so um, promptly bought a harley Davidson. And, yeah uh,
1: i saw that that's great
0: mm-hmm. and this that that hoping that that would keep me young and decided to take better care of myself lost 60 pounds on my 60th birthday i was 60 you pounds you, you
1: look re- you look great
0: well thank but... you i'm not fishing for compliments but i will take them no that, that, you've, you've
1: always <laughs> since i've known you you've always had the pot belly and you don't have the pot belly
0: anymore man well, right. I, I appreciate that I, I I still remember mm-hmm. i mean i was never in that great of shape i remember back i don't know uh 30 years ago when some smart aleck uh high school kid <laughs> said hey you got something on your chin there and i scratched my chin and you said no that's the other one no not that one either and
1: yeah. get the <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, it was funny when i was at middle age that's why i have a beard
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> And it's a it is a full beard. I'll tell you that. So um yeah. So hitting sixty made me want to change a lot of things, which which I did all for the better. Lots of medicines that I was on, I'm no longer on. I mean, I'm when I turned sixty. That's awesome. when, you, when you
1: when you lost the weight, like all of a sudden, medicine started going yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome.
0: So so I hit. That, st- that's
1: my that's my goal, right? Like I I I want to I I don't want to be on medicine, right? So like it was the same mm-hmm. thing. Like when I was forty, I went and got a checkup. And my cholesterol wasn't high. It was just like just it was like 200, right? Like it was like that border, like, you know, like, well, we might start thinking about some some um, cholesterol medicine for you and stuff. And I was just like, I'm a big believer and I I can fix it. Give me diet and exercise and stuff. So kind of the same thing. Right. So I just started running more and I've always lifted weights and stuff, but I just kind of incorporated more cardio, uh, changed my diet a lot. But like, it took me a while to figure some things out because I was like. I was trying to cut out um, like animal, right? Cholesterol. So that's animal So I was trying to cut out meat and cutting out cheese. And I went back and my numbers were just slightly better. But I'm like, I'm not even eating anything with (laughs) cholesterol. Right, working hard at this. And so then I had to read a little more research, you know. So then I was like, it was all about, for me, it was all about carbs. Like I was like, all right, I got to really get my carbs down um, and, and focus more on the proteins and the fats, right? Like that's the thing we've demonized fats, but really it's the carbs that are going to create the sugars and stuff that are going to create a lot of problems for you. So, um, same thing. So all my numbers came down and like, I'm, I'm in a good spot right now, but that's my goal is, is as I age, as I get older, it's like, I don't want to be on medicine as much as I can.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to lose this fight. I mean, at one point, you know, you, sure. lose, you lose, but I'm going sure. to, I'm going to go down fighting. That's, but that, that was yeah. my
1: thing. It's like, I didn't want to be 40 on cholesterol medicine. And then for the next 30, 40, if I'm lucky, you, you know, years, like I'm on cholesterol medicine and all of those things. That, you know, I, I just feel like our um, society as a whole is is always looking for that pill or that quick fix to everything. And, and
0: well, um, does any versus no,
1: versus lifestyle change?
0: Exactly, and nobody tells you this. Nobody tells you the diet the diet tips that you were just mentioning they don't tell you that because it's easier just to write a prescription
1: and And there's money money to be made oh yeah (laughs) follow the money
0: follow the money all right well you know where i left off this is one (laughs) meandering this is going to be two (laughs) podcasts i can tell you this right (laughs) now maybe three i don't care it helps me um uh, i think you probably covered everything i wrote down honestly Uh, Communication. Let's talk a little bit about that. So I know. And again, you're, you're a teacher, your wife's a school administrator. So communication is, I mean, it's your lifeblood. It's what you guys do. Mm-hmm. and communicating with older people or younger. So that's going to be the millennials below you and your, of course, not your kids, but so much the millennials, you work with millennials, you and your wife sure. both do, and you probably work with some boomers. Do you find challenges in communicating with either one of those two
1: groups? I The, the key, I think the key to communicating to, to, not necessarily communicating, but the connecting with people is to, to be able to see things from other people's perspectives. Right. So even though you may not agree with it or you may not uh, think they're right necessarily and stuff, but still just kind of um, understanding that everybody has different experiences, everybody has a different perspective and, and, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not right about what I feel about, you know, whatever issue or topic and stuff too. You also have to be open-minded enough to try to uh, be willing to, to, to change your opinions or change your point of view or, you, you know, your paradigm. But, um but you know, it's like, I, I love uh, learning from boomers, right? Like, I mean, they're the, the ones with the most life experience. So I love uh, hearing old stories and, you know, even if it's a, when I was your age, you know, type, type stuff, like I, I love hearing those types of things and, and learning from uh, people that are older than me, people that have more experience or, taught longer or coached longer or whatever the, whatever it may be. And then, you know, same with, you know, the millennials, I think like out of all the, out of all the generations, right. I think the millennials take the worst rap, um, you know, the, the stereotype of uh, being entitled and the stereotype of being lazy and, you know, and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I, I I think part of that stereotype just because the, the boomers were known for, Uh, their work ethic right so like the boomers were known for being the workers and loyal to to the the job and all that other stuff whereas gen x and millennials were more um about balance more more you know like yes your job's important but that's not your self-worth that's not who you are like your, your your job is your uh it's about making money so that you can take care of your family and you can do those things that are meaningful and stuff. And so I, I think that's one of the big differences between the generations and stuff. But as far as like just communicating and connecting, I think it's just important to understand where other people are coming from and understand their their perspective.
0: You know, that phrase you just used balanced, um, both the millennials I interviewed mentioned use the phrase work-life balance. That's really important to them.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, my, my, my mom's dad, um, my grandpa, Grandpa Bill, I I remember my mom telling me a story about how he had worked for this company forever, right? And, and the boomers, right? Like that, that, that generation, especially it was the, the man went off and worked and the woman stayed home and took care of the kids, you know, for the most part, that kind of thing. And so he like just lived and breathed his job. And when he got older, they pushed him out. Right. Like like basically, you know, this this company basically turned its its back on him and stuff. And she said he was just devastated that he would give dedicate his whole life to this company. And all of a sudden he was like in his 60s and stuff. And they just basically said, see ya and just kind of pushed him out and stuff. And 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 I remember, you know, her telling me that story and stuff. And I was just like and I see that even in in education and stuff, too. Right. Like it's important to realize, yes, you, you know, in a way, everybody's replaceable (laughs) at their job. Right. So like, like if I, if I quit tomorrow, they would find somebody else and somebody else would do that job. So, you know, you can't think of yourself as being irreplaceable. And so if that's the case, then, you know, maybe your life shouldn't revolve completely around your job. Right. Like, so, so I think that, yeah, that work life balance is, is really, really important for Gen Xers and, and millennials, which boomers were more about, could they could just, you know, live uh, live their life through their job was much more important to them.
0: And there really is an interesting contrast, right? I mean, you guys, you you Xers are right between that. You got boomers on one side, and you mm. got millennials on the other side. You're almost like I don't know the Jan Brady generation, where you know, Martian, <laughs> Martian, Martian. You get always cute,
1: millennials, millennials,
0: millennials. Cute little city, right? Yeah. The cute little oh, they're so cute. Those little millennials. And, and nobody pays attention to the, to the Xers,
1: you know? Right.
0: Okay. Well, that was, yeah,
1: it's, it's hard. Like I said, you know, like when you look at like the, the descriptions and stuff like, right, like the Gen Xers are defined mostly by the eighties and by the, the, the pop culture of that time. Right. There's not a lot of, um, you know, like you said, you know, obviously cold war and a cold war and, and, you know, there's some, some big events there and stuff, but there's no, you know like for the millennials right you 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 know 911 right and, mm-hmm. um you know everyone everyone knows where they were on that day at 911 right like just like uh the boomers you know when JFK was shot right like everybody knows on that day where they were and, and what they were doing right like those really really significant um events so
0: but everybody knows just, what their favorite MTV video was <laughs> in the 80s their
1: <laughs> <laughs> their fa- yeah did you like uh yeah the
0: uh. All right, let's let's kind of wrap it up here. So sure. You're not a senior citizen, but you can see it coming, right? Sure. When you get to that point down the road here, a ways, what do you think the Xers are gonna? What's the legacy do you expect that the Gen Xers will have?
1: I, again, it's it's hard feeling like I'm speaking for an entire generation, but the, I I think. Every, I think every generation, right? Like the goal is to live um, a, a meaningful life, a life with purpose, right? But like, you want to leave the world in a better place than when you found it, right? Um, and and I think that's should should be every generation's goal, right? Like mm-hmm. you want to live uh, live a good life, a meaningful life, a purposeful life. But when you're in those golden years, you know, did you leave? The world in a a better place and for for my kids and my grandkids and future generations and stuff and you know i i don't know you know have have other generations done that maybe some have and maybe in some areas they have and maybe in some areas they have not but um i would like to think that that would be pretty much every generation's goal
0: well and if if the kids you raised are your legacy i think there's some pride to be had right you should be proud of these kids
1: yeah, a- absolutely. And, you know, like I said, I think the the younger generations are much more open minded, much more accepting of people and people with differences. And um, and and that's, you know, ultimately, as a, as a parent, you know, my Kelly and I, my wife talk about this all the time. It's like, ultimately, I just want my kids to be the two H's. You want them to be happy and you want them to be healthy. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. everything else they can figure out. Like, but I just want, you know, what can I do to help you be healthy? What can I do to help you be happy? And those are, should be the ultimate goals for all parents.
0: Yeah. That's sums it up real nicely. Hey, you got anything else you want to throw out to the listeners?
1: Um, no, other than I have really enjoyed our conversation. Me too. And I would, uh, love to, uh, you know, get together with you on the other side of this pandemic and, have a couple of cocktails and oh my god, talk, we got yeah. Some
0: We've said that so many times, right? We got to get do a get together and then, you know, I know I had a I had Mandy the millennial on uh, two weeks ago, and she brought up a good point. In a way, she's happy that this pandemic happened because it slowed us down and and made us uh made us change probably what were bad habits you, you, you talk about that you guys were doing family game night
1: and all that. yeah kind of stuff. yeah right exactly so you know absolutely so as as a family um yeah and i heard her say that and i i totally agreed and stuff so just finding it and it's 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 a little more challenging just because you can't go places and do things together. Right. So it's a lot of going for walks or having family game night, you know, those types of things and stuff. Um, I, you know, like, you know, my son and I, we work out together, you know, so like that's kind of our time together every day and stuff too. So um, yeah, it just made you kind of slow down, made you kind of, um, you know, appreciate the people you are with and stuff and, and, and try to spend some more quality time with each other, which, you know how many times do people you know get older in their life and wish i had spent more time with my family or more time with my mm. kids and stuff and so,
0: so regret the things we didn't do right
1: yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely so this this was that if there was anything positive out of this whole uh, experience out of this whole pandemic and stuff. I would definitely say that that you got got to sp- slow down and spend more time with your family.
0: Yeah, you're right. On the other side of this, I'm ready for a St. Patrick's Day, um, July Fourth, Labor Day, Memorial Day party of all those things. One big, one yeah. big blowout. Ready for that? Yeah, all the just, things just, we missed.
1: Yeah, just just uh just to be able to the see people as as people again and not petri dishes and that would <laughs> that, that would be that would be that would be ideal.
0: Craig Dickinson, thank you for sharing your thoughts.
1: Thank you. I, I I've enjoyed talking to you, Rock
0: So I've noticed the kids doing something recently you know, over the last couple of years that thought was pretty smart. So backpacks, that's a kid's thing, right? But I'm a kid at heart. Backpacks are my thing. I take a backpack every day, wherever I go. I have all of my stuff that I might need during the day in my backpack. fit's great when you're riding a motorcycle as well. But even if I was driving a car, I'm gonna pack all my stuff in a backpack. So what the kids do if they have two backpacks because one might not hold everything they need they'll put maybe their stuff that they need for sports after school in one and their computer and all the school stuff in another so they'll have two backpacks what a lot of them do is wear one on the front and one on the back now at first i thought it was pretty weird but then yeah that's pretty convenient because you got everything you could possibly need right there on you literally on you and it's not that uncomfortable so I thought one time I'd try it myself so here I was going on a four-day weekend kind of a work getaway so I had to pack two backpacks and I take a lot of pride in packing just a little bit of stuff I like to be a minimalist so in my belongings with my clothes workout gear toiletries all that kind of stuff I'd put all that in one backpack But this was a work weekend, so I needed to take my laptop and some files and some things that I would need for work, so I put all that in a second backpack. And then I was really excited to do like the kids, put one on the front and one on the back. And it went bad. Um, It didn't work out really well for me, so I did it wrong. How you could do this wrong, I do not know, but this is what happened. I put the front one on first. Apparently, you're not supposed to do that. So the front one I put on first, and then I put the back one on. So the back one was fitting really tight because there was the straps from the one that I had on the front, and it was pretty full. This was my weekend clothes. I had a lot of stuff in this one. If I'd have switched it around, I might not have had that problem. But it was a pretty full backpack, and it was fitting very tight. So I put all this on in the parking lot in the garage. Luckily, nobody could see me and right away I could tell there was a problem that getting this off was not going to be easy so you know being older I don't have the flexibility that I once had in my arms or shoulders I could not for the life of me get my arm through the one that was on my back on either side I was trapped trapped in two backpacks so I was struggling and struggling and I noticed that if I leaned up against a car and pushed hard enough, that I could get a little slack or a little space in one of the shoulder straps from the one that was on my back so that I could get my arm through. But I still didn't have the flexibility, so I got the smart idea, why don't I lay down on my back on the ground so that my weight, which then was rather substantial, will press the backpack down and give me enough slack to get my arm through. Sounds like a smart move, was it? I'm laying on my back in the parking garage, rolling left and right, looking like a cockroach in his last leg, trying to get my arm through the strap on this backpack that I'm now laying on. Well, After quite some time, eventually I was able to wiggle one arm through and get the back one off, and then of course the front one slid right off. That was easy. Learned my lesson there. Back one first, front one second, then all you have to do is just pass your hands through the front of you, like wax on, wax off, and the front one's off and the back one will come off real easy. I don't mean it just to be a funny story, but I hope it is a funny story. I know I'm laughing at it. Those kids are onto something, if you do it right. So folks, if you try the double backpack, my caution to you is front one on last, back one on first. You don't want to be rolling around the parking lot looking like an idiot. Yeah, and I was. Get off my grass! Damn kids.